magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. That's right. Did you almost forget to say that? Well, I like felt the old one arising up, even though I was holding the new one right in front of me. It was weird. And I also feel weird. (laughs) (laughs) In what way? Like related to the intro? Well, yeah, when I was waiting the 10, we usually wait 10 seconds before we record and it felt like that was like 50 years. Oh, weird. It seemed not like a normal amount of time to me. Time is still weird to me. Oh, yeah. And well, that time does seem weird because it has been two weeks and it just, I don't does know, it seems like a lot of stuff has happened in these last two weeks. It feels like that's just how it is these days. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, just, boom, boom. Lots yeah. of lots of lots. Of, I wonder if people listening feel that way, like. Do you feel like you've had a lot of challenges, a lot of stuff coming up? I want to know. Let us know. Yeah. Well, we were talking about before we started the eclipse season and just all of this transformational energy. I'm feeling so much of it. But at the same time, I'm also really able to tap into stillness. Mm. It's like there is a paradox with it. Mm. And it, it is, I think it is also related to solstice season Mm. because for me it is (laughs) I think this is part of my Christmas thing like we did finally put up our tree because Ted insisted (laughs) (laughs) but but like part of my thing with decorating and like colors and lights and you know Uh, feels too much all the stuff it well to me it's such a time of silence and darkness and stillness and as I mentioned to you also before we started Growing up in a funeral chapel family, this is the busy season. That was the so opposite to, to of me, stillness. Well, it's busy season. Well, but it's death. It's a lot of death. Mm. It's a lot of dying. It's like the season of dying. Mm. And uh, for all various reasons, it's not just one mm-hmm. reason. It's just like that's busy season for whatever reason. And like to me, it's a time of really going into that, like going into the transformational dark womb space of like letting things be still and silent so um, also so I'm feeling that too you are you know somebody that doesn't like a lot of tchotchkes as they say that is very true that is so true for some reason as I said that how did my it sounded wrong tchotchkes no tchotchkes okay um but yeah you don't like stuff around so putting up a bunch of stuff I can imagine I feel like I wish for you in some kind of alternate universe that you had a partner who like you two just like sat and like with just by candlelight and like during the holidays it was just like a quiet nothing I mean happening. it is pretty quiet yeah that's and it true. is pretty serene I was just saying before it- I felt bad for Ted that he doesn't get somebody that is like, let's put up listening to the Christmas music. And for you, I feel bad that you don't have the shh, no, right. nothing around well, but light. But when we did, 
when because the reason why because usually I, I am like okay Thanksgiving is over we'll put up the tree but we also had someone coming to paint like oh, someone right. was painting all this week downstairs mm. and so I was like let's just wait until the painting is done before yeah. but Chad was like okay we'll wait on the stockings we'll wait on all the other things <laughs> but the tree we're putting up yeah. and so we did do it and I just want to admit mm -hmm. that I did feel like oh yeah this ornament like I was excited oh, to good. see the ornaments because we have really cool ornaments yeah, yeah. and it was kind of fun yeah so that's good I have to admit that and you then know, you're and I was, every time enjoy it yeah and every time I was like oh this ornament then Ted was like see yeah he, and it is, I feel like it is always like that. Like he makes me start and then I'm like, oh, this, do is like a, this is okay. Yeah. Maybe you could try <laughs> to put that away for next year. I'm sure our listeners are quite tired of this argument, but it's not an oh, argument. Sorry. But um, do you see my tree in the corner from my office? Oh, yeah. I even have an office tree. <laughs> it's cute. I love decorating in general. So when I have a theme, it's great. Um, and I'm so excited about there's my kids love everything gay because they're gay and there's a lot of gay Christmas movies this year. Oh, yeah. Really? Like, well, a I was lot. Not aware. But yeah. So tonight we're going to watch one of those. It's called Jingle. Wait, no, it isn't. It's called. Ah, oh, shoot. I forgot the name of it. Sing single all the way. Maybe that's what it's called. Anyway, it's good that they have more gay Christmas rom-coms, you know? Yeah. Well, how has that not been more of a thing previously? Homophobia. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Let's maybe not get started on politics. I'm so upset about the Supreme Court and the Roe versus Wade situation. Yeah. It's devastating. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just so devastating because it's hitting all of the people, you know, the people who are living in poverty and that hits yeah. a lot of people of color. It's just like so racist and terrible and <sighs> it's really yeah. awful. Oh, yeah, definitely sexist. Yeah. On that note... Um, <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to, you know, be aware that we're living in the world and, you know, we're aware of it, you know. So um, is there anything you would like to talk about that you would like people to do this season? Like get your magical planner or anything? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's awkward segue time. Mm -hmm. um. <laughs> Only because it happens every time at this time. And you look at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you think you might think, oh, that's what she's talking about. Because it's promotion time. <laughs> so yeah, it my planner is here. The 2022 Your Most Magical Year Yet Planner, which is very fun. I love, I have been using every day oh. my 2021 planner. Getting ready to use my 2022. But it's got coloring pages and spells and um, weekly rituals. Uh, moon signs. Yeah, but also like uh, Mercury retrograde periods, mm -hmm. magical holidays, all number of fun. Oh, journaling prompts. It's a great gift. Just, if you're thinking it's really of a fun gifts, thing. it's a really fun one for your magical you. friends. Yeah, so 2022, your most magical year yet planner. And also my, um, my practical magic series is all on Audible now. Mm. So if you are an audiobook person, then you can... 
grab those audio Yeah, books. and you can get your planner on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And you can sign up for my newsletter because why not? You know, I help you with little tools and tips. And um, if you like me, sign up for it. You can just go to my website, highestlighthealing.com. Also, speaking of gifts, if you get a goddess provisions box, we get a little something out of it and you will be so happy. So I highly recommend it. it. They have so many fun things in this box. It makes me so happy to receive it every time. Crystals. It's a really good gift. Yeah. Too. I mean, it's they go beyond, I really feel. And everything is um, ethically made, vegan, cruelty-free. They plant a tree for every box sold. And there's like candles and like beautiful I'm looking at my thing hanging from the window this moon with a beautiful crystal hanging at the bottom of it and the the moon's engraved with like a saying it's all great so go to our website magicmondaypodcast.com and you can there's a banner on the right and you can get yourself one or on Instagram I think we have a little thing up there for it do we a link yeah yeah, in our bio yeah Mm -hmm. and while you're there follow us on Instagram I'll just throw that in there Magic Monday podcast on Instagram. It's fun. All right. So today we have a guest. Do you want to read their bio? This bio? Yes. So Michael Herkus, also known as the Glam Witch, has been a practicing witch for more than 20 years. He's the author of The Glam Witch, The Complete Book of Moon Spells, Witchcraft for Daily Self-Care, and... Love spells for the modern witch. Visit him online at theglamwitch.com. Michael, welcome. Well, 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 thank you for having me. <laughs> we are so excited to talk to you. So you have been busy. You write a lot of books. So you wrote <laughs> moon spells and also love spells since we last spoke. What are they? Yes. Tell us the titles. So um, there is Love Spells for the Modern Witch and Moon Spells for Beginners, which is kind of like, you know, in a way, a prequel to the first moon book that I did, which was Moon, uh, the complete book of moon spells. Oh, okay. That's fun. So this moon spells is more for like real, like people that aren't used to working with the moon at all. It's like, Correct. get Definitely all the info. First- first time working with the moon, even first time exploring anything that has to do with witchcraft. So it's very, for the new beginner witch, um, for the new TikTok witch, for the oh. the new- Hashtag um, TikTok person, witch. Exactly. For, for all of the baby witches out there who are just trying to figure themselves out and explore themselves. It's, it's, it digs really deep into- um, you know, all of the different phases, the moon, the folklore of it, why we do the things that we do, um, aspects of ritual, why we do rituals and, and how those work. Um, but it also uses moon mapping, which is the idea of using each phase of the moon rather than just the traditional, you know, new moon, we do something new, and then the full moon, we do, you know, the big celebration. It's, it's literally all eight phases. And using that eight phases for like basically one spell so it's like you plant the seed at the full moon of it and then you use magic to take action as it moves into that waxing crescent phase um and then you know once it comes out to the full moon that's celebrating it acting like you already have it and then as it moves into that waning kind of giving thanks at first releasing anything that's holding you back um and uh and then starting again with something new at the brand new fresh phase of the moon 
That's I love that. I love that for all people because, um, I mean, like whether you're new or not, because I feel like a lot of times I'll set an intention and then I'll maybe at, at the new moon and then I'll forget about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then by the time it gets to the full moon, I'm like, okay, I just release everything. <laughs> Start well, I'm, over. I'm, I'm very much all about, you know, when you're working something and it's for, it's for a goal that you really, really want to continuously add to it just kind of keeps the spell alive, in my opinion. And oh. you also you know, you become this kind of magnet for the universe. It's kind of like letting it know, like, this is something I really want. And this is my kind of way of, for lack of a better term, sacrifice, because I do believe that like, in order to gain some good things, you have to make time, effort, all of those different things. And um, so I I do that too. And, and I haven't really talked about it in books, but just as far as like glamour magic goes and how I work glamour magic, you know, I use glamour sometimes as a way to raise power after a spell. So if I'm doing a spell yeah. for a certain thing, maybe I'll wear the color, you know, and keep that keep that spell alive or I'll wear something super, super flashy so that it draws attention from other people. And then that energy then can get fueled into the spell. So I love, you know, the spells that have been most successful for me have been done like that. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Will you tell us what your moon um sun moon and rising are again yes I think so the, the sun is aries the moon is libra and the rising is virgo oh yeah. right i remember we both have libra moons and i was gonna say because that aries is really you i was gonna say do you have any of that like do you ever wane with any of this because it's no no it's, it's so funny virgo. because you know aries always has the um the reputation for starting things but not finishing them right so the fact that i've finished five books that are in print i just turned in my sixth one to the publisher i'm working on my seventh wow. and potentially an eighth one have deals for nine and ten so it's just like i'm writing i'm not going anywhere anytime soon i have i'm on a mission i guess to, to tell the world what it is that i want to do or what yeah, I, do I, bet, I bet that virgo rising helps with the uh, yeah. like that grounded focused practical well, you know, the yeah. the virgo rising is something that i just i've always kind of struggled to figure out how it works with me because mm. i don't feel like i have a lot of virgo energy with the exception of perfection like i'm very much a perfectionist and things have to be a certain way um and being analytic overly analytical in certain areas but um mm -hmm. i think that would be the only real thing and especially because I mean, maybe when I was younger, I would say that like, you know, that idea of that your, your rising sign is the, the sign that you project off, you know, it's the, what people first see. Yeah. And I used to be very shy and a little bit more of a wallflower and would analyze people before I would make a move and be like, okay, this is how I'm going to act around them. But that's changed that the Aries in me yeah. has really taken over. Well, I, I think mean, Tess may be right, though, because I feel like I have my Mars in Aries and I have a lot of like, go and then I will like, like I said, like I'll start with a bang and then it kind of dissipates. So I bet Tess is right about that. Virgo helps ground mm. it so that it keeps going. I have, I have a question for you about yeah. glamour and the Virgo perfectionism because uh -huh. I have this, I mean, this is when I take care of my body, you know, decorate my body. And when I clean my house, I have this feeling because I have a Virgo son and I have this feeling <laughs> I realized this recently that like I, I'm only vaguely approximating where I really want to be like uh -huh. do you have what that do you like, mean? What like do you well mean okay like be? 
like like when I clean my house, I'm like, okay, I'm cleaning as best I can, but it's it's really not even close to how much I should be cleaning. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that, like I always have that feeling. And like, like for example, I really love like I look at glamorous people I see as glamorous. And mm. I uh, like, you know, actresses, mostly old movie actresses, just or Dita, oh, yes. you know, Hollywood yeah, yeah, or Dita, I feel like too, like where mm. I'm just like, that is so like a level that I could never be at. Or even I was at the doctor's office the other day and the doctor had gel nails and the assistant had acrylic nails and I had like kind of chipped painted nails. And I was just like, this is so I'll never like I can never and and I love glamour I love the idea of it but then I also it it's like often just so paired with that feeling of like as hard as I try I'll never actually be glamorous do you ever have that I don't yeah I and think- like, do you I mean do you have any advice for me how about that <laughs> well what are your what are your other signs what was what's your moon and rising my moon is Sagittarius and my rising is Capricorn Ah, okay. Yeah, this is why this is happening. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, because I think that the, the with the Capricorn, I mean, Capricorns to me are, you know, they're they're very ambitious. It's a very ambitious type of an energy, but it's also like, it's heavily focused in your legacy. So if it's coming down to glamour, and then you have that kind of perfection, that's that that Virgo. I think maybe some in some ways that's holding you back. And then with that Sagittarius Moon, the want and need for freedom. And looking at things in a different way, but not necessarily acting on it, I think is is kind of what I'm picking up there. But like with me, it's interesting because it's like, you know, with the, with the Virgo rising energy for me, that's all like, I have to really like plan out an outfit and it's all structured down to the details and the preparation for it is very like this, that, you know, I have <laughs> my own little like, set and routine. And then with my Aries, it's bold. It's very in your face. So that's when you get like the sequins outfits. Like today for the the party I'm going to later, it's uh, head to toe chunky sequins caftan outfit. Like you're, I'm a I'm a damn disco ball. It's uh-huh. um, so it's and I'm the very Libra bold. Moon's all about beauty. And oh, then right. Libra Moon is all about beauty yeah. and and very much connection to like very whimsical, artsy, flowy. So that's mm-hmm. when I have like a caftan. So I figured out kind of how mine works. Um, Hmm. I don't know. I I, I, I think I know. With, with yours, what was that? I said it's perfectionism. It's well, like, I yeah. know. I guess I just was wondering, like, is there if if you guys might have any advice? Because I would love to be like. Like every now and then I feel a little bit of it. Like, oh, I like this outfit. Oh, I really like this makeup. Like I, like I, I enjoy it, but then I'm like, oh, but it's just so not as far as it should. I just am so like not where I want to be with it. I don't know. I yeah, just... that's that, that's the Virgo. It's you're in your head yeah. a lot. Um, hmm, let's yeah. see. You know what? I mean, <laughs> I think that right now, especially with it being winter, it's a really great time for you to do kind of like a little magical makeover and mm. just try things out. And mm-hmm. kind of experiment at home where there's like less pressure of like, oh my God, I want to put this on to go out and show the world. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of how I've done it in, over time too. Like, I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing with makeup, but everyone then like when I post my pictures and everything, I'll be like, oh my gosh, your eyes are so great. How'd you do it? I was like, I don't know. I just, oh. sometimes at night we'll go into the bathroom and I just play around. And if it looks good, I'll remember how I did it. So um, I, I also have something. Well, I was just going to say, um, it sounds to me like your subconscious has this limit of what it is allowing in terms of 
glamour and being out there in the way that you want to. So if you could have like expand or like people that you like, maybe um, you'll find someone on YouTube, like, oh, she's doing it. And she's kind of enough like me that your subconscious is like, okay, I could do that. But like the Ditas of the world, (laughs) you know, that's like too far out there. (laughs) Yeah, like wearing a corset. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I'm going to wear a corset. And so I want a little like, bit closer. Like with me, because I have lighter features with um, like it looks like it's dark hair, but it's it's that very dark blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've noticed that my the bone structure in my face reacts better to darker things. So making the eyebrows darker, you know, the beard a little bit darker with some mascara and stuff. And I would say that like if you think it's dark, go even darker, like two mm-hmm. shades. Um, because in pictures and as people are like far away, it's kind of the same thing as like stage makeup. You want to go in a little bit heavier with the darks because um, like when people look at you, yeah, that helps emphasize it more. But Tess, what's your, because um, I'm thinking too right now, what's your Venus sign? Uh, cancer. Oh, okay. And cancer will be very, you know, emotionally charged with beauty, like having a very strong emotional connection to it and then wanting to be familiar Hmm. Yeah, I really think this is about finding a little one in between the big one so that it feels doable for you. Hmm, So it's not like someone like a big movie star, but someone that is a bit like, oh, she's enough like me and still glamorous that I could see a way to get there. Oh, yeah, Yeah. I think this feels good. Yeah. 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 As opposed to just like the like, okay, I'm never going to look like Rita Hayworth or something. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And then eventually you will get there because you'll go a little bit and then a little. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry that I sort of hijacked it. So let's talk more no, about it's your. Okay. It's good. <laughs> it it's a good lesson, though, for subconscious in general. Anything you want to create, if you're looking too far out there to like, okay, I'm not going to be Oprah, so I might as well give up. But if I find someone closer to Oprah, then it's like, oh well, I could do that. That's <laughs> how we expand, expand, expand. Right. Well, anyway, that's real too, because you know I always talk about when it comes to glamour, it's it's more about illusion, like with spelled with an A-L-L rather than illusion that's mm-hmm. I-L. It's different because illusion mm-hmm. is casting uh, a camouflage of deceit. It's mm-hmm. something that's really not real. Um, but illusion is a reference to something else that's out there. So with glamour, when you're using it as like creating an energetic persona or using makeups and different things like that and charging it, you know, I see it as, um, it's more of that, that illusion, looking at like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm not gonna be 100% Lady Gaga, but maybe I can find, the, the mixture of Lady Gaga and me. And, and, and the art, the, I feel like illusion is like the art of it, like the creativity yeah. of it, which is, does feel really way better to me. I love that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're, um, so the moon spells book, did that come out after the love spells? Yeah. It's, so basically I was a busy bee last year in, yeah. um, in quarantine uh, and I pretty much wrote nonstop from November to April and cranked out three books. So I had the self-care one, which I was on to talk about in the show before, and then the moon, the love spell one came out and then um, the moon one. Moon I'm like losing track of train of thought. <laughs> Are you no but, longer in any kind of quarantine? Cause it sounds like you're going to a party. Yeah, we're not. Chicago's pretty, um, pretty much open. If you have your vaccine oh. card, you know, you can get in places and stuff like that. And oh, wow. It's fine. So, um, 
that's nice. Uh, but you know, also, you know, during quarantine and everything too, you know, like very, like a lot of people, um, I went through a big breakup from a long-term relationship. Oh, so wow. not only did I have like a lot of time on my hands with quarantine, sitting at home, not doing anything, but then, you know, not having the time with the partner increased my amount of time that I could put into things as well. So did you um, do anything, um, like, did you do any kind of spells? I bet people would love to know about yeah. that. Like for so, the breakup. The, yeah. And so with the love spell book, I love it. And to be honest, it, it's probably one of my favorite books that I've written. Um, I know it's kind of hard because it's like the first book, The Glam Witch, was such a personal exploration of like my practice. So that's always going to be near and dear to my heart. But I was finally able to be really very much more myself in the love spell book. Like I took some of the professionalism out and added mm -hmm. more of my flavor and my humor and campiness to it, which was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like, here's the spell book on how to make people love you. Like there's sections for self-love, there's sections for healing, there's sections for protecting your heart from, you know, toxic relationships. Um, and then of course, finding love, keeping love alive and celebrating it. Um, but there was one, that I did, and it's a long name. I think it was called the energetic emancipation of a former lover. And that was one that I definitely did like right when we broke up because mm -hmm. I had to clear the energy um, in the space because he had accumulated so much here. And I didn't realize, you know, how much lingering energy was here until maybe like a month after the breakup. And I was like, you gotta go. And mm -hmm. it was one of those things where basically in it, it's very simple. You know, you have the incense stick, you have all of that, but you literally go around and you throw basically everything out. The pictures, <laughs> the gifts, yeah. I threw every single thing mm -hmm. out, everything. Mm -hmm. And it was a purge. And then, you know, in it, there's the screaming, there's the crying, there's all of that anger and stuff. <laughs> but then also setting around your house, I bless lilies and put those up because they're used for ending relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I love and lilies and of them and, you know, it's connected to Lilith as well. So um, there's a spell in there that kind of incorporates those very simple elements, but then of course, adding a magical twist to it. But that was what I definitely did. Um, and then of course, getting into the, the single hot witch section, um, there's, uh, there's some sexy spells and some lust spells, and, um, there's a condom spell that I have in there too, that has kind of been one that I work with and use. So did you say like it's a condom? condom? Condom spell. Yeah. Like it becomes well, like a charm. Yeah. He, so basically it was like, you know, it was, it was, there's, um, there's spell in there for basically being able to go out and have casual sex and attracting it to you because you know again this the love spell book was supposed to be very modern and so there's a lot of different spells in there that are like non-traditional when you look at other books so there's ones for opening up a relationship and doing like you know you and your partner doing a come to me lust spell together to introduce a third or fourth or fifth partner into your relationship but then there's you know this one the casual sex spell at the end I had like a little witch tip um and it was about you know if you're if you you know have a male part or you're looking for someone with a male part you can enchant a black condom to you know help protect you from f falling into their their like emotion like stop preventing you from not getting emotional about it and just having fun and, and being able to have the casual consensual sexual situation and move on from it oh so um, it's like an emotional condom yes oh so yes. interesting yeah. So um, there's there's those kind of spells in there. There's also a lot of different like magical like kitchen witchery. So lots of different like cocktail potions, um, aphrodisiacs, um, Damiana, 
uh, truffles. Um, there's a mm. cardamom rose cake that I absolutely love, which is like one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. Um, single life celebration, celebrating who you are as a single individual, but at the same time, um, like things to do with someone if you're doing like a hand fasting. So like pre- preparation for that the night before. Mm. Um, it's it's all across the board. There's like all different facets of love, glamour, lust. It's all in the book. I feel like if someone was a baby witch before your book, they could say they weren't after. <laughs> uh, very true. And what was fun for that book, what I think was the funnest part was, you know, I really started doing like big research on old school love spells. And that was something that like, I never really did other than, you know, 20 years ago coming in and seeing love spells and, and you know, dabbling, of course, having that blow up in my face, trying to figure out the ethics of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got you got to go through that, right? You got it's, it's part of it. It's, gonna, it's something we all do. And Initiation. It, it. Yeah, in the introduction, I recall my very first spell I did, and I was a teenager, and I was trying to find love, and it was crazy. But um, uh, yeah, so I, I did a lot of research on kind of like the first love spells that were out there that have been documented from Egyptian time, um, from uh, Rome and Greece, and it was very interesting and fascinating to me the different types of love spells that were there and how it was broken down by gender, and how, like for example, men and prostitutes did more aggressive love spells mm. that were for, you know, like really making someone stay with them, and if they mm. left, you know, they would feel pain if they left, and yeah. or like sacrifice like rituals and doing more like poppets that like you know inflicting pain in areas if they were going to leave and stuff but then you know women were like more trying to do love spells that were like comforting and to pull people in together and make them nicer um and so there there was that was the the men and prostitutes did the eros love spells and then the um the other type was called philia love spells which were um, emotional and friendly like if you will that was fascinating and then how it moved into medieval time and the love potions that were really disgusting (laughs) sounding like wine and blood and raw meat and stuff in it and I was just like oh my gosh (laughs) so it was kind of cool looking at the evolution of love spells and how we've come to where we are today and the way that we look at them from an ethical practice but then I also did openly talk about hexing and like the need for it if you will because you know, once you've done all of the the things that we can in the real life, in the real world, you know, when we are attached to someone emotionally connecting with love, sometimes we need to serve them a cosmic witch slap and um, we need to have that closure and hexing, you know, if we look at it, not from a negative standpoint, but just more of that, like I'm trying to bring closure. I'm trying to cut the cords. I'm trying to push this back onto you. So, you know, you can feel the pain that has, has been caused by the gaslighting you've given me, maybe the physical or emotional abuse or something along those lines. So I actively talk about hexing and I really thought that my editors were going to make me cut it, but they didn't. So I loved that. So Mm. like reflecting back. So like in feng shui, for example, um, there's a cure, the mirror cure, which I think is a good metaphor for that whole dynamic of like, when you have challenging neighbors, you can hang a mirror either on your door or even inside just facing toward them. If they're downstairs, you could put the mirror like under your bed. So the reflective side is facing down and you just set the intention. 
hey, whatever you send up to me is just going to bounce straight back or send toward me, bounce straight back. It's very neutral. It's not like it doesn't affect your karma. It's like that's coming from them and it's just going straight back to them. And to add on that, I love that you brought that up because again, I had mentioned I'm I'm going to this like costumey Studio 54 party tonight and I'm wearing a full sequins caftan. And I love sequins when it comes to like glamour magic because to me, it's it's the epitome of like witch armor. It's glam witch mm. armor because it's little mirrors mm-hmm. and it's sparkly and it, it attracts attention. But at the same time, it sends negativity right back to the, the mm-hmm. goer. So a lot of times if I'm in person and I go to like a witchcraft festival or I'm doing teaching, I'll always try to incorporate sequins into my outfit just in case there's negative energy that's kind of coming to me from other practitioners or something to push it right back. It's kind of- Yeah, I love that. It calls elements. in the light. And it helps you reflect your light. As an Aries, you also probably feel that native fiery sparkle. But mm-hmm. then also you can set that intention that it is reflecting Absolutely. any negativity back to its source. I sometimes just, well, especially when I lived in a city, I used to live in LA yeah. for many years and I really would call on a mirrored sphere a lot because it's not just mm-hmm. a city either. It's a very, uh, <laughs> it's a very sexist city which lot with lots of people who want to talk to you about your appearance that you don't know <laughs> all the time yeah. and or just sit there looking at you you know like so I would often surround myself in a, a visualized sphere of mirror just like whatever yes, love that. you are seeing it's just a reflection of you it's not me mm. I like that love so that. what are you working on now oh my gosh well um uh, of course, and I know you all know, like, are familiar with this, but I can't really talk all that way much about oh, okay. like the yeah. upcoming projects and stuff. But I just finished a book um, that I'm really excited for. It's actually coming out the day before my birthday, so April next year, um, um, and it's going into the editing phases now. But it will be very on on par with some of the things that we've talked about in this um, in our, our chat today. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. congratulations. If, if you get a group of witches together, it's usually the first thing that we're going to start talking about. So, and that's the little hint that I can drop on that one. Um, oh, but okay. uh, I am doing one. I've, I've kind of started talking about it a little bit. It was actually going to be my third book, um, but, you know, COVID hit and I just didn't feel like it was the one that was necessary at the time. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying to plan out doing like a full glamour magic book and then making that kind of a series of different levels of glamour magic. But the very first one, which hopefully if I can get my act together, because it's been like, oh, I'm going to work on it. And then this other book opportunity comes up and it's just been pushed and pushed and pushed, but I really want it to come out next year. Um, And it'll be all about how I do glamour magic, but it'll be like a full like color photography coffee table book of like the magic but then will it also have like practical beauty tips also oh absolutely oh I need this I need this one when does this one come out hopefully next fallish end of summer fall if I can get my butt down because it's like also I started writing it again it was it was right in the beginning of COVID it was also right after my breakup and like going back to the draft I was like oh you could tell I was not in the mood to write (laughs) so so that's when like I ended up pitching the self-care book because it was like I need some self-care in my life right now so Mm -hmm. and then the love spell book came after that which was a super healing experience to write um and then the moon book came because the complete book of moon spells that I did was was done it's done very, very well. It's the best-selling book that I have out there. And um, it's, but at the same time, you know, my style of, of magic is maybe a little bit, oh, what's the right word? Um, I don't want to say advanced, but like I, 
I, being the glam witch, I love artifice, right? And mm-hmm. I love tools and I use a lot of things in, in my rituals and right. stuff. So one of the kind of complaints that was coming up from certain people that got the book that maybe were newer, they were like, this is too advanced. I don't know mm. where to get this ingredient. I don't mm. know how to do this. So the, they thought like, you know, maybe, you know, we could strip it down and make it more of a beginner's book. And at the same time, the, the when I did the complete book of moon spells, the editor cut like half of the book. They, they cut out a lot of stuff and without mm. me knowing about it until it got on shelves. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, crap, can I use all that beginner stuff that you guys cut out? And so I was able, I mean, it was cool being able to recycle stuff that I had already written and put it into a much more user-friendly beginner level book. So, but um, yeah, I really stress that it's a, it's definitely a very, very beginner basic entry-level book. But at the same time, you know, I still read entry-level books and beginner books because you never know hearing it from somebody else's perspective, how you can incorporate that into your practice. Also, it's very detailed. I mean, it's like, there's a, that's why I said, if they start as a baby witch, they will not come out as one because there's a lot of, there's just, there's a lot in there. It's not, it's like, yeah, very detailed. Lots of, um, it's really helpful. I mean, like I consider myself not a baby witch with moon stuff, but I still was like, oh, I didn't know a lot of that. So Mm. I think it will be helpful. Yeah. I want to, I know we need to wrap up, but I just want to say that I really am inspired by how it seems like you have a real gift with uh, attractiveness magic. Like there's two, I think about two different um, dynamics. I mean, this is one way to think of magic is there's, there's like projecting and then there's also receiving or attracting. And it seems like the common thread and also maybe like your magical genius is that is like staying where you are and attracting like attracting attention yeah. attracting Honestly. love attract like because the moon also is receptive the moon receives the light of the sun mm-hmm. so can you maybe just before as we're wrapping up talk a little bit about that dynamic of attractiveness magnetism and how maybe our listeners could some simple ways they could get into that magnetic so, energy that's a fabulous question like Oh my gosh. So give me a second to think about it. I'm going <laughs> to ramble for a minute, but um, the moon is, I'm very much connected to the moon. I was you know, born the day before a full moon. Uh, my birthday is the 18th, 18 and the tarot deck is the moon. Um, so I've always been very connected to it and just the, the enchantingness of it, the mysticism that comes with it, with being a witch and just kind of, you know, witch aesthetic. Um, I love what you're saying there with, the, with the, the attraction and using attraction magic, not just beauty but like attracting the energy Mm -hmm. to and pulling it in um and so of course there's so many different ways to do it I always fall back on you know your outfits and your glamour and and really putting the magic into your aesthetic and you know whether it comes down to stitching sigils into your clothing um you know picking colors that represent what it is that you really want to put out there um you know wearing jewelry of crystals that are connected to the energy that you want to put out there and and things like that. Or, you know, even if you didn't want to pull in energy and you wanted to stop, you know, something that I like to do if I wanted to kind of reverse things is if I'm always wearing a bracelet on the right arm, putting it on the left, Mm -hmm. wearing articles of clothing inside out to create reversals. So, um, but with the moon, you know, I would say that the more you work with the moon in that kind of moon mapping experience where you are literally working with it through an entire cycle, that's only going to help kind of you start to connect even deeper with it. And then also just as a magical practitioner, learn more of the ebbs and flows of your magic, learn how to receive and push out at the same time Mm -hmm. and kind of create that 
constant flow of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say that that's that. And also in this new moon book too, there, there are some spells, but it's, it's mostly like meditations. So meditations for each one of the moon phases, um, different teas that you can make as well that are connected to the energy of the cycle and things like that. Yeah. So just tuning into that energy of the moon, it's interesting too, because it is like sequence. It's like the moon is so radiant, so beautiful. And it's like the the light is coming from outside and then it's radiating it out. That's like you were in your sequence, but certainly getting in touch with sitting, relaxing, you know, being, because I think of flowers too. when I think of that receptive, like, because they're, they're literally grounded in one place. They're buried in the earth, but they're so radiant and so beautiful. They attract bees and the bees uh, and the insects and us to look yeah, at them and us, and yeah, to plant that. them and cultivate them. Yeah. They just by their own magnetic beauty, they, they thrive. So right. yes, yeah, it's, it's so inspiring mm-hmm. to be around that energy because it, you really are such a, just such a great example of that <laughs> radiant. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. And um, I love well, that we thanks. talked about the, the mirrors too, because I mean, like you just said, the, the moon technically is a mirror. It's reflecting back the light of the sun. Mm-hmm. And that's how the phases actually even come into the, the sand. So I love that that kind of became a conversation and now I'm kind of figuring it out, you know, mm-hmm. it's connection to the moon. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, unfortunately we do have to wrap up and okay. thank you so much for being here, but can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, you can find me um, at www.theglamwitch.com. It connects to my social media. So you know that it's not an imposter account if you go there first. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm most active on Instagram and I put all of my stuff out there. So any classes or anything I'm doing, you know, it's, it's always going to be there. Always out you there. You should get on, on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok, but I don't really use it. So oh, okay. I don't know how to use it. And I <laughs> that makes me feel better because I feel well, I'm, every time I've tried to get on it, it, I feel like it's assaulting me. It's like just so loud. I know. I'm like, oh my God, what's this? What is it? Now there's something <laughs> I'm like, I, I want to get off of this right now. Like I just haven't given it the time really. But anyway, Michael Herkus, <laughs> it was a delight. Thank you so much for Thank being here. Thank you both. It's so good to see you again. Yeah. Have a good day. You too. Bye, Michael. Bye. Okay, we love talking to him as always, even mm-hmm. though we're recording with him tomorrow. But I'm right. sure I'm really looking we love forward to talking to him. Yeah, he's really great. He's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, I was going to say something. Oh, um, we are taking off two weeks um, in like at the end of December, but we're going to be doing a special, well, actually it'll only feel like one week because we're going to pre-record a special question episode. So send in your questions. And for those of you who already have, we're saving them for that episode. Um, So we will definitely get to them and um, just go to Magic Monday Podcast dot com oh we forgot to say this before magicmondaypodcast.com and hit ask a question or you can leave us a voicemail wouldn't that be fun for the holidays a holiday voicemail (laughs) (laughs) what does that have to do with the holidays because they're leaving it around the holidays (laughs) you could do a little jingle a little um, yeah some holiday music in the background mm -hmm, or um i i don't have a bell in front of me you could and then leave your message (laughs) Just do a little. You could wrap yourself in Christmas lights <laughs> while you call. And just let us know. Or send a pic in of it. And we can, you know, 
share it on Instagram, whatever you want to do. Or, you know, (laughs) the question doesn't have to be holiday related. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, call us at 828-333-7181. Okay, and that should air probably the week, the f- maybe the first week in January, I'm thinking. Okay. So now it's time for the energy report. Oh, yeah, just a little more. I like mm, this. Mm, some danger. It, some, it was yeah. yeah, it was really um, dangerous. Immediate. Oh yeah. Maybe now that um, Ted um, Tess's boyfriend's having huge success right now with a big song, maybe you should tell people they'll want to hear it. Yeah. Why didn't I say that one during the check-in I don't know. part? The Jesus. check-in part. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has a song that came out just. Just came out with the band Three Days Grace. It's their first single on their new album called their new album's gonna be called Explosions, which is another song that Ted wrote. Mm. And so there's a number of songs that Ted wrote on this album and they're beautiful. This first one is not as beautiful as it is like really hard. Yeah, rock. it's very intense. So it's a little too hard for Natasha. No, are you kidding? <laughs> I love hard rock. I'm just oh. saying I mean Soundgarden is like Oh right, yeah. Bands. Well, it's but it's like like it's a kind of a depressed sort of, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a party song, but it also has a sort of a depressed uh, energy. I think anyway, if you were picking up it. on anything, it was the video that seemed very very intense. Hard, yeah. Rock. It's like, just very hard rock. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I love anyway. a guitar. Let me tell you. It's called So-Called Life. So if you want to listen to it. And that was Ted a long way song. of me. I mean, he co-wrote it. Yeah. I was just going to say, maybe um, it's a good thing. And Ted also wrote our theme music. Right? Oh, right. Yes. I was told that I could. Re- oh, that I totally forgot. <laughs> I forgot that. I was keeping it a secret, but Ted was like, no, you don't. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think you need to keep that. Oh, secret, I so. completely forgot that was a secret because I was going to say that he may be too big now to do anything else for us. Oh. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but I like to think of him as being too big for us <laughs> <laughs> while he's decorating his tree. <laughs> you know, like writing a really hard rock yeah. song one day and then insisting that his girlfriend decorate the tree with him the next. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so the energy report. That's a long way of getting there, I'll tell you that much. But so basically, you know, this eclipse stuff is really um, – it, it is a combo, kind of like what you were talking about in terms of how you were saying you were feeling all the stuff, but also the stillness. But what yeah. I'm feeling is all the stuff, but also the Sagittarius, like, whoo, like light mm. and expansion. So yeah, it's, I can feel that yeah. Too. So yeah. one thing I've really noticed with people is like that the heavy stuff is becoming so intense and aware. They're aware of it because that expansion is getting highlighted and that that like you know Mm -hmm. who you really are that identity like look this is what you really want and so some our focus oftentimes goes on the the stuff keeping us from it as opposed to the light and the expansion I certainly do that anyway if you're a glass half full person that sounds great I would like to be that way (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) You're not that way? No. I feel like you're pretty positive. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Because remember, like, last week when you were, like, or two weeks ago when you were, like, I was saying, oh, I'm getting into that perfectionist thing again. But you were, like, but you now you're doing it consciously. And that's Oh, great. Uh, like, other you, people. I do think you. Yeah, I see it in Oh, other for other people, people you do. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, but it's sort of like that thing with, I definitely am that way with other people. That's true. Like, oh, I see okay. everybody's light. I'm always focused on where they're mm-hmm. going, where they're, as, or, you know, who they really are. But with myself, I can get, well, actually, this is what the energy report is about, is, and I'm getting much better at this. It, it, I do think it's a Jewish thing. You know, it's in my patterning. It's in my blood and ancestral line to be very focused on, oh, no, oh, Evie, what's oh. going wrong? Who? I oh, mean, we were all murdered, you know. It's like a survival uh-huh. situation of, like, right. you really got to focus on, uh, it's a very, it's a heaviness that's in my family line, both sides. Mm. So, anyway, I, I'm, okay, I'm going to try to be, to be brief. But what I noticed... Yes. Well, actually, it was this morning. I was noticing um, this like ball of energy in my space that was creating. It was like anxiety. It was an anxiety ball. And my attention, just like I was talking about, was just going all towards it. And then because Mm. it was going all towards it, it was coming up with, oh, but why is this? Oh, no, maybe this is happening or or even not even knowing why, but just feeling really heavy. And when I took a step back, I was like, oh, this is just like a ball of energy. I don't actually have to do anything with it. Like I can love it. I can like be grateful it's there and love it and integrate it and bring it in. Mm. so um like okay so this goes back to I heard this story and I think it was on Tosha Silver's Instagram I'm not sure but it was about Melody Beatty the woman that wrote Codependent No More Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw this but it was this post Mm -hmm. about how in one of her books Melody Beatty was saying that I'm going to shorten this but she was living in this house that she hated she was still really poor she had two kids and like everything she just hated everything about this house and Somehow she came across somebody or this information that she should thank everything. And to every night she'd go to her, this part of her rug and she'd just cry and feel terrible. So instead, every night she'd go to that rug and she'd be like, thank you for this terrible rug. <laughs> thank you for this terrible mm. house. Thank you for the paint peeling off the walls. And like the person said to her, you don't even have to feel grateful, but just thank, you know, just. Oh, interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And so. I have never done that before. And by the way, so what happened, of course, slowly but surely she started her she transformed her house like she would come up across situations where like she saw this wallpaper that was amazing and beautiful. And they were like, just take it like from a yard sale. They were selling it. And she's like, I don't even have the money for this. And they were like, just take it. And things like that started to happen. And slowly but surely her whole house transformed. Wow. And. Then something really terrible happened to her. Her son died, which is just so awful. I know. And she didn't feel like she could thank, you know, for that, give thanks for that. But she did give thanks to her pain. And she gave thanks to just her whole being and like, and the grief. And I know that sounds like it could be, for some reason, the word hogwash comes up, which I, I don't know why I just said hogwash. But I just... 
there is something about that. It helps you transform because it's allowing for all of it. You know, when you're fighting your yes. grief and when you're fighting your pain, it's like that becomes that the thing that's terrible, the fight against right. it. Yeah. And so when so that's what I did with this anxiety. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you for this anxiety. Thank you for showing me this. And it really did just open my heart and transform things oh, just wow. alchemized. Yeah. And I really what I'm noticing. Oh, and something else happened where I was feeling insecure. And I was like, that's one of my my like triggers like my traps that I get into because pain and shame I'm pretty good about at this point going towards and loving and letting in letting it be part of my whole existence but anxiety and insecurity I tend to separate myself from so I noticed so I just started thanking it okay thank you for my insecurity and it really did open things up and move you know so it's like all of the process so that I could feel my expansion and feel into all of who I am. Mm. I mean, we say this all the time, but it's really true that when you separate from any part of yourself, it's just you're giving yourself the message that part of you isn't okay. And mm -hmm. you are, you're draining your power. You're saying like, okay, mm -hmm. okay, I'm good, but except for that part. Yeah, and then it doesn't move yeah, either as easily. Stuck. It's like when you, that's what, that energetically when you say like, thank you, when I'm tuning yes. into that, thank you for this anxiety, thank you for this rug or whatever. Yeah. It's like this inner alignment that allows it then to move. Yes, exactly. It's like moves through instead of, because when you fight it, it it's just it stuck. stuck. Yeah, it does get yeah. stuck. I see it, it's interesting because I see it as like my heart chakra kind of like crackling open like a fire, like just mm -hmm. like transmutation. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and letting it in. And so I really recommend trying that anytime that you're feeling any kind of feeling that's coming up, um, just and you don't eat the part I love the best is you don't even have to believe it because <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. when you get into a gratitude practice it's like okay okay it still works but it's mm -hmm. like if you feel like you have to be super grateful it can be a, a roadblock to doing it in the first place right and it can feel inauthentic yeah exactly so yeah. just knowing okay so that really is my um energy report um assignment if you choose to accept it and also bring in light afterwards as always just breathe in light allow in light mm -hmm. all right okay okay so now it's time for practical magic so I don't know why this came up today. I, I tuned in to see what would be the best thing to share for practical magic. And it took a minute. Mm. And then I tuned into, oh, it's something about physical health. Oh. And I was like, what though? A spell? What, what is it? And it took a minute. But then I tuned into, I was being pointed toward to share about the health and family area in the home. Oh, so this okay. is one of the areas in the Bagua which is the feng shui floor plan, which is um, nine different life areas represented in your home. So you may have lots of people talk about the love and marriage corner, the relationship corner, also known as the relationship corner, and, and the wealth and prosperity corners. Those are the corners you hear the most about. But this is, this is actually not a corner. It's in the middle of two corners, <laughs> but it is 
one of my favorite spots. Mm. I don't know. Do I have a favorite? I like all of them. But this is the spot in the house that has to do with your physical health, but also with your sense of community, your sense of family, your sense of being supported by friends. Mm. So here's how to... um, discover where this area is so if you're well i also in the show notes i will put a link to i have a blog post about how to draw your bagua so it can be like if your house isn't a perfect if your floor plan isn't a perfect square or a rectangle Mm -hmm. um then it can have a there are a few more steps that you might have to Mm do um which i'll try to describe right now but if it doesn't totally make sense you can go to that blog post and then if the blog post doesn't walk you through it then you can comment on the blog post and then i'll answer your questions oh, nice. but, so one way or I another you you'll figure say, it out you can call me and i was like oh, oh. Well, really? <laughs> no just comment <laughs> oh, on the blog okay, post that's easier. um <laughs> but so here's where it is so if you're standing let's just start with if your home is a perfect square or rectangle your floor plan if you're in an apartment or a home including any attached garages or anything attached to the house. So that's if this is a perfect square um, or rectangle. So if you're standing at the front door facing in, then the far left corner is your wealth and prosperity corner. And then the the corner that's close to you to the left is your um, knowledge and self-cultivation area. But the space in between those Ah. two corners, so the middle left um, the middle left quadrant or the middle left, it's there. It's ninth. It's like your home is divided in like a tic-tac-toe mm-hmm. board. So it's one ninth, but it's the middle third of the left mm-hmm. third. Okay. <laughs> and that's the health and family area and the, the colors that are associated. So um, it's really the wood element in the five element system. Mm-hmm. So that could be like maybe place some healthy plants. Oh, I think I have a plant there. Oh, good. Yeah, healthy plants, um, actual wood, mm. like wood items. Mm-hmm. The colors green and blue, mm. those are both the wood element. And stripes are also, Ooh, they also represent fun. the wood element. And floral prints and any sort of um, imagery of trees or plants or leaves. Okay. Those all help support your physical health and your relationship with your family and ancestors also Mm. so this is also a good place for pictures of ancestors it's really interesting to me how it's both health and ancestors and family because that it is like when you tune into that it is like wood it's like a forest it's like a supportive Mm. forest of trees Mm -hmm. and not just trees but an entire ecosystem Mm. so you're not just one tree you're part of a forest and you mm-hmm. feel supported. Well, you know what? This makes sense to me for this week because I was also really tuning into this feeling of needing extra support. And the way that mm-hmm. I went there was through supporting yourself, you know, like really loving all of your different parts and accepting them. But it makes really sense to me that we would need like extra grounding, extra support. So that feels good to me. Yeah, I was wondering if you would have insight into why that came up because it's interesting. It's always interesting when I'm like, I don't know yeah. why this is coming. This is just, for whatever yeah. reason, this is what I feel guided to share. But it is, I mean, it is all the ways we do personally take care of our own health. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is also feeling supported by your community, mm-hmm. by your family, by your friends, feeling like you have the support mm-hmm. system. So when, like in the I Ching, 
it's called shocking thunder it's like this area is also associated with storms mm. and so but when a storm hits it's like you being able like a like a strong tree in a forest like you being able to be flexible and have the support you need to move through that. yeah yeah well i that's also interesting because that is what i was feeling with this week was I saw this like kind of stuff coming at us, but also the expansion, but the stuff coming at us and so us needing that support. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. And also it's like, it's one of those areas that isn't flashy and functional. Like I said, it's like not the relationship corner. It's not the wealth and prosperity corner, but it is this part that supports all the other things in your life really deeply. Yeah. What's on the right side? When you walk in. Um, right across from it is uh, children and creativity. This, like when you walk in your house and you look to the right? Yeah, well, yeah. So you, when you're standing at your front door, in, in the far right corner is love and marriage. Oh. And then the close right corner is helpful people and travel. And in the middle, directly oh. across from health and family, is children and creativity. Oh, but when you walk right in and you look right to the right. Right to the right, that's health and uh, or helpful people in travel. Oh, okay. We have it's a like bunch of foster angelic... in there. <laughs> oh, it's like the angelic realm. It's oh. support from the unseen world. It's like oh. uh, synchronicity, being in the right place at the right time. Mm. Um, it's the, the yang energy that helps you to be like lucky and like doors are opening uh, when you need them to be. Nice. It's That's the helpful people in travel. Oh, okay. All right. Well, before we pick our cards for the week, you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can sign up for my mailing list or get on the wait list for the inner child class. It'll happen next year. Who knows when? Um, And you can find me on Instagram at highestlighthealing. Also on Facebook, although I just repost what's on Instagram. And you can find me at testwhitehurst.com. That's where I have a lot of spells and rituals and guided meditations and inspirational videos. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And you can find us at MagicMondayPodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram at MagicMondayPodcast. And um, Facebook. on Facebook, we have Magic Monday podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. And Magic Monday Pod is our Facebook page. It's true. Um, I got. So, what are you drawing from? Today? Well, I got this new deck called The Tarot of Curious Creatures by Chris Ann. I love it. Oh, my God. That sounds so great. By who? Um, Chris Ann, who does um, mm. a lot of the other decks that I love. Mm. Um, though, I think. The Lightseer's Tarot. I have a bunch. I oh, yeah. love them. I haven't picked cool. yet. What are you picking from? From my Cosmic Dancer Oracle. Okay, you go. Oh, you want me to go first? Mm-hmm. What do we got? Oh, we got Practice Daily. Oh. So this is the showing up. It's a, it's reminding us to show up, to keep showing up, to have that structure. Mm-hmm. So it could be um, your spiritual path. It could be something that you want to create. But it is that it's like how I think of I'm thinking of how I write books, which is as long as I write a little bit almost every day then I will have a book written in not a very long That's time. That's really true. Because like for my <laughs> book, know? I have to write, I've decided, I have to write 
Well, I, I have 25,000 words left before I hit my, my, um, where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> and, um, if I, I was just like, oh, if I just write a thousand words a day, I'll be done before December. That's like nothing. Yeah. A whole book. Which is super easy. Writing yes. a thousand words a, a day is not hard. No. And yeah, and, and a book is 50,000 words usually, maybe like give or take, which so, well, that's less than two months. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do something like that, but it doesn't have to be write a book. It could be anything that you want to do or create, even if it's build a meditation practice. It's like, I'm just going to show up and do what I can yeah. every day. Five minutes, yeah. 10 minutes. Um, just, yeah, I feel like that's, and, and taking care of yourself too. Those little ways that you can really take good care of yourself mm. on a regular basis. Yeah, that's really necessary this week, I think. Uh, that feels extra important. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's why we need that support. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked the chariot, and this card is, oh, my God. There's a black and oh, how white cute. cat. Is it a camel on a bicycle yeah, uh, yes. with a... a white cat and a black cat? Oh, on that is so end. cute. Oh, this, I didn't realize this. Oh. I did. You said it was a tarot deck, and for some reason, I still thought oracle deck. Yeah. So that is a very cute chariot. Oh, my God. This whole deck is, I just love it. It's funny because the chariot usually <laughs> means, um, you know, like forward motion, moving, mm-hmm. we're going, we're... You know, you're going places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're getting what you want. You're getting there in that chariot. Mm-hmm. And... This card, when I feel into it's like it is that. It's definitely movement. Like, okay, here we go. But it's also like it's funny because when I look at these cats, they're they're kind of the opposite of that. I don't know why they put them in this card, but I love it. It's like they feel very like we know who we are. We're grounded in who we are. Yeah. We're just kind of sitting here, too. But their like faces, when I feel into their face, yeah, they're sitting there. They're not moving. But it's like maybe that's the grounded part of the card. They're like, just like, yeah, we're going places, but we know who we are. And uh, Yeah, and they're not connected to the bike. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're towing the bike right. like in a chariot card. And also the bike, the image feels kind of like more... Um, leisurely the <laughs> yeah usually I agree feels. with that and also what I really <laughs> picked up on was the fun like uh-huh, exactly yeah. Yeah. like he has a smile on his face and he's just like do 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 I'm going I'm going in my fun bike and I know who I am because I got uh-huh. my cats with me so <laughs> take that for what it's no I'm just kidding um well I feel like that the message of the two together is kind of like one foot in front of the mm-hmm. other and enjoy the journey yes kind of very I, that is a message I keep getting this is mm-hmm. like literally the fifth time I've gotten that message yeah enjoy the journey like it's not about where you're going it's about enjoying where you are and also like knowing like trusting and grounding into knowing who you are mm-hmm. so I love this card even though it does seem yeah, like it's very completely cool. the opposite of what the chariot usually means <laughs> I mean not opposite I feel like it's just a different feeling yeah quite different yeah not opposite it's still moving it's just not like it's more like a parade isn't it like where a chariot is like like going on the freeway here we're going where we want to go but that's more like we're going somewhere (laughs) but the point is the parade yes (laughs) yes enjoying it i love it 
All right, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Sending love. Punch it up.